Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sue, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. And I can't believe it. Tomorrow is already April 1st. How did it already get to be April? <laughs> it's so funny because it felt like the winter was going on forever. And now with like all the being quarantined in the house, it's like, oh wait, spring is here, but <laughs> can't really enjoy it. <laughs> yep. That's exactly how I feel. Although I am and doing... we haven't. Go ahead. I was going to say, we just haven't gotten too much spring yet. Yeah. It hasn't felt like we've had a ton of rain, cold rain. So, yeah. Well, I am, um, I'm okay with it. (laughs) It's better than snow. You got to work around the rain or I guess if, if you can't work around it, then you just got to work through it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for April. I feel like April's going to be way better than March. Although March wasn't terrible for me. It it was, I mean, March, <laughs> I don't know. I'm conflicted about March because a lot of crazy crap happened in March. But it's almost over, right? Yes, it yes. is. One more day. One more day. And then April Fool's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen on April Fool's. Hopefully nothing. But how are you doing, Megan? Good. We just been you know, quarantining myself, except to go grocery shopping and run. So that's what I've been doing. Watched a lot of Netflix. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Are you doing the Tiger King? I already watched all of it (laughs) last week. It's amazing. I saw a meme and it was so true. It was like people who act like this is crazy or I understand why people think this is so crazy because they didn't grow up in Florida and I'm like (laughs) yeah this stuff like Brent's like oh my god like every second and I'm like yeah this is okay like this is crazy but it's not blowing my mind crazy like this kind of stuff feels like normal crazy so I haven't seen the show I've just seen a lot of like talk about it and memes but yeah, I can get why someone who has experienced that is like, well, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yes. You need to watch it, if nothing else, because it'll cheer you up. I mean, I cried a couple of times. It's a good documentary. And it's, it's a documentary? Not... Yes, it's a documentary. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought yes. it was a character. <laughs> no, so he's real, which is part of the ridiculousness. But... It's legit, actually happened, and it's just one of those things where you watch an episode and you're like, wow, and then you watch another one and you're just like, wow, wow, and then it just keeps getting more wow as you keep watching. Sure. I'll have to look into it because I am running out of things to watch. I have officially watched all of Survivor, (laughs) all 40 seasons. Which I only just started watching a couple years ago. Like this, it didn't take me long to catch up. Um, and now I'm all caught up on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And so I'm like, well, I don't really like watching TV, but I kind of need something to do occasionally. So I'll have to look into Tiger King. Yes, it's only, it's like seven hours worth because it's only seven episodes. So I'd get through that in a day. 
yes we, we it took us like 24 hours to get through it um nice. other than that we also binged altered carbon both seasons this weekend what is that um sci-fi show futuristic dystopian cool you have your consciousness is stored in what's called like a stack it's kind of like a metal container and then you can just change bodies oh okay like reincarnation yeah because your consciousness stays and you remember everything unlike reincarnation Mm -hmm. but just bodies are called sleeves and it just is a place to hold your consciousness okay so the first season's really good and if you want to stop there they close the story they continue the world in the second season not as good a lot more gratuitous violence but yeah so i've been telling people if you want to there's violence in the first season but it kind of serves the story purpose brent and i both watched the second season and we were like wow it looks like the story is just vehicle for violence Mm -hmm. like they wanted violence and wrote a story around it whereas the first one is a good story interesting so Mm mm-hmm so watching a lot of TV. Running. I've running. been doing a lot of that. Yeah. It's nothing like a good self-isolation to get you out <laughs> running, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, I don't know if I've ever like been this consistent. <laughs> it's helpful, yeah, to yeah. be like, oh, I can't go anywhere? Well, screw that. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to run at least if I can't really do anything. And more, I don't have social obligations to mess up my running plans Mm -hmm. it's all just running Mm -hmm. so yeah same lots of running actually more running now than ever before for me (laughs) so let's get into it let's talk about our training um oh and I'm good by the way I'll get Yay. into it oh, more sorry, later. I didn't even ask. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm like, well, I don't need to talk about it now because I'm going to be talking about it later anyway. So um, just move along to the training. Okay, this week, I probably should have brought up my Strava. That would have been helpful. Um, so when did we last? We last recorded Wednesday and I had a rest day Wednesday which meant just like a mile easy. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday was my marathon pace run, eight miles at marathon pace. That went really not great. So the first four miles, I ended up like walking within Mm. the second mile of it. It was, um, I just couldn't sustain my marathon pace, Mm -hmm. which was like 1048. So even like trying to take it really easy, I just couldn't like, I couldn't maintain uh, any consistent pace and it didn't feel good and I did a lot of walking and I was like what's going on did I completely like screw up my training did I kick myself out of ketosis so I cut it short at four miles that was enough for me to get back to my car and I'm like maybe I'll just go out and run four miles easy later in the day just to get my miles in for the week so that's what I ended up doing I went home and then ended up like running to the track, running around the track, running back, and doing that, I was able to run four miles at my marathon pace and faster than I had hoped. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay, so I'm not completely ruined. Um, I don't know why I couldn't run in the morning. 
there really is no logical good reason for it. It just, just wasn't a good run. But I did four miles at marathon pace in the afternoon, and I was happy about that. And then Friday was easy run day. And I believe I had five miles on the plan. Um, <clears throat> the next day was run for the border. Oh, and I did the five miles. I was I'm, I'm not, I don't need to like go into every run, but it was fine. Um, next day was run for the border. Uh, this okay. So the race had been canceled. It was supposed to be on Sunday. So Diane and I decided we were gonna go out and run the course. And we chose to do it on Saturday because Sunday was supposed to be rain all day. And Saturday was going to be a lot nicer. So high 40s, low 50s. So what we did was we dropped my car off at the finish point in Salisbury. I actually got there first. So I ran a mile warm up. And then Diane got there and we drove to... The starting point in Rye at Wallace Sands State Park. And then I did another mile there while she went to the bathroom and met up with another friend. So basically my plan was to race it like I was going to do run for the border. So Diane and I knew we weren't going to be running together. I was basically racing this on my own. After my warm-up mile, we all kind of started at the same time, but of course I took off ahead of Diane and Courtney and um, immediately saw a porta potty and was like, all right, I'm going to stop and use the porta potty. <laughs> um, and uh, when I did that, I stopped my watch. Instead of pausing it, I stopped it. And I was so annoyed by that because now it wouldn't be a full half marathon recorded on my watch. So anyway, I restarted it, got going again. Um, I was hoping for, I, I was so sure that I would have like a 215, 210, maybe even a 207 if I had a tailwind on this course. Because the course is like pretty flat. There's a little bit of downhill. Just a really good course for setting a PR. So I felt really good about it. And it just did not come together for me. The first like four miles, four or five miles, yeah, four miles, I was averaging about 10 minute miles and it felt great, which is exactly where I wanted to be. I had hoped to start out around 10 and then maybe pick up the pace a little bit towards the end of the half marathon when I was close to finishing. However, uh, mile four, I took an energy gel. I brought two of the Huma gels with me. This time I brought um, blueberry and strawberry. So I took the blueberry and um, that just kind of sat in my stomach. <laughs> uh, so again, I haven't really been fueling much for my runs. And I don't know if that's what threw me off or if it was just another bad run day. But I kept going, slowing down at this point. I didn't feel as easy as before. And just trucking along. It was a nice day and there were a lot of people out. Just people out walking, people riding bikes, um, people running. And, you know, it was along the beach. So it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful course. I kept trucking along and I got to about mile eight when I took the second energy gel. This time I stopped to walk while I took it because I was like, I, I could use this as a rest. Um... It was, it, it was getting tough at that point to keep going. 
and at this point I'd slowed down to probably around 10.30 pace, maybe a little faster than that. So I took my second energy gel, the strawberry one, and then made myself get running again. And so um, coming into Northampton and Hampton, New Hampshire, it was feeling a lot tougher, like mentally. And I realized this, like, this is like my first time racing a half marathon since the fall and like running this speed for this amount of time after already having run two warm-up miles like it's just a lot <laughs> it's a lot um so it was about like mile 10 and a half when I was just coming out of Hampton Beach when I realized that I was starting to feel an asthma attack and this is the first time I've had an asthma attack since I've been back on keto and the only thing I can think of is because of the energy gels because I was eating sugar because I haven't been I like I have not had any asthma attacks while running and it wasn't humid it wasn't especially cold it was just very mild like you know like 45 48 degrees maybe and so I really couldn't explain why all of a sudden I can't breathe other than it's the sugar like what else could it be you know I've been running for the past four four months nonstop with no problems. So anyway, that's why I started walking again at around ten and a half. And then when then I looked at my watch and because I hadn't really been concerned, I didn't I wouldn't let myself look at my watch too much because I didn't want to be so outcome focused. But um, I saw that the time was under two hours. And I was already at like 10 and a half. So that motivated me to start running again. Because I'm like, hey, I could still put up a pretty good time here. It was like 1.53. One hour, 53 minutes into the into the run. And so at that point, I'm running up over the bridge into Seabrook, New Hampshire. And I decided, you know, I'm not walking again. I'm running to the finish. So I ran those last couple, two, three miles. Yeah, it was two miles at that point because I had already... I was trying to go by like all right I had stopped my watch at the porta potty at like 0.6 of a mile so I had to run on this new run up to 12 and a half miles to get to 13.1 so I only had two miles left to go I managed to make it <laughs> I didn't die um, and my total time for the run came out to be two hours 20 minutes and like three seconds so it wasn't as good as I expected and definitely not as good as I'd hoped but it was almost eight minutes almost a full eight minutes faster than when I ran rock fest in the fall on carbs so I ran a faster half marathon um, on keto with the help of two energy gels which help in quotations because I don't feel like they helped much um but yeah so I ran a 220 and I'm okay with that I definitely wasn't thrilled but I was happy that I got it done I don't know if it would have been much different had it been an actual race would I have gotten like more motivation by actually being in a race um people you, you know cheering for me at the finish getting a medal I don't know because I've had crappy half marathons before. So 
who knows but that was uh that was run for the border i ended up getting in 15 miles for the day i had on my plan 16 for my long run that weekend um so i did briefly consider running one more mile later in the day but i said screw it because i was stiff and tired from running a half marathon um no problems though like physically not a single issue uh well no my back was a little tight because i was about to get my period so i always get back pain during my period um, yep. so that was the only that was the only issue for me was that my back was getting tight at the end of the run but what i one thing that i realized whenever i have that back pain while running particularly at a long run is like as uncomfortable as it is, it never gets any worse. Like it's never too much pain. It's just tight and it, it bugs me. So that's something that I try to remind myself like, yeah, this kind of sucks, but it's not going to get any worse than it is. So that's what got me through that. But other than that, no problems at all. Like feet are good. Hips are good. IT bands cooperating. Knees are fine. Calves are good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm doing fine. Next run on Sunday in the rain was eight miles easy. That went fine, actually. That went really great now that I think about it. What I ended up doing was I was just like, I'm just, I'm not going to look at my watch at all. I'm just not because of my experience the day before. I'm like, I'm just going to run it so easy and it's going to be in the rain and it's going to be okay. And, uh, actually felt really great i averaged uh, around 11 minute miles i'm not sure what the exact pace was but it was just over 11 minute miles and felt so good that i ended up running another mile (laughs) to make up for the one i didn't get you know the one mile i didn't get the day before so i ran nine miles averaging 11 11 pace and it felt phenomenal. Like there was a thought when I realized I was going for nine, there was briefly a thought of, Hey, I can make this into another half marathon. (laughs) And then I'm like, nah, I'm good. This is supposed to be an easy run. So I ended it there. Plus it's, it was also my highest, my, my highest mileage week of training so far. I I got to 52.8 miles for the week. And Next run yesterday was easy run. Huh. I thought I had five miles on the plan, but it looks like I did six. I don't remember. I don't remember why I did six. Maybe I just forgot that I only had to do five. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, interesting. Um, yesterday's run kind of sucked. I ran it all. It was slow. It was, I call it more of a recovery run than an easy run. Oh, I'm looking at the the wrong run. That's why it's not right. Okay, yesterday's run was five miles. Yes, recovery run. And um, cool thing about this run was that that run got me to 200 miles for the month of March. And I'm now over 400 miles for the year already. I'm at, I think, like 420-something for the year. Which is cool, because you're like a quarter of the way through the year, too, now. So you're right on track. Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm pretty darn close to being on track. Uh, I might be slightly under, according to the Run the Edge tracker. But, um, I, you know, with the upcoming um, peak mileage I have coming, 
it's not going to be a problem at all. So yeah, I'm, I'm right where I want to be mileage wise, which is good. And yeah, my easy run yesterday or recovery run did not feel easy. Um, I did end up running it a bit faster than I have been. So like my easy paces, most of my easy runs are dropped down below 12 minute miles now and they still feel somewhat easy. So yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, pretty solid week. I have not yet run today. I'm probably going to go out this afternoon because it's going to be sunny and 45 versus cloudy and 34 right now. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to run this afternoon and I have four by one and a half miles at half marathon pace. So I don't know what half marathon pace is anymore because the pace that I averaged for run the border run for the border was about 1040 I think which is slower than I've been running for my marathon paced runs <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm just going to not look at my watch and run it on what I feel like is half marathon effort and then just see what that comes out to be which I think will probably be probably around 1020 1030 pace that would be my guess so um so we'll see and Let's see, the only thing else I wanted to mention is Sugarloaf Marathon, which I'm currently training for, has not yet been rescheduled. It's currently um, scheduled for May 17th, and while they haven't postponed it or canceled it yet, I have made my peace with I am okay with them rescheduling it. <laughs> um I think probably just from like trying to race a half marathon and not getting what I thought I should have been able to do makes me feel like, yeah, I'm okay with not racing a marathon. <laughs> um, and it's not to say that I wouldn't do well, because I'm sure that I would. I know I still have like seven weeks left of training and, you know, as soon as I dial in the nutrition, I'm going to do great, but I'm okay with not doing it now. And I, the reason why, like, I didn't want it to get rescheduled, well, there were two reasons. First reason I didn't want it to get rescheduled was, I don't want this to be the third year that I don't do Sugarloaf Marathon. But I decided if they just reschedule it for the fall, I could still do Sugarloaf Marathon in 2020. Like, that can still happen. And so I decided they can reschedule it. And ideally, I would like it to be two weeks before Detroit. <laughs> that so way October I can... 4th yes October 4th is the date that I came up with so if they reschedule it for October 4th that would be the same weekend as Rockfest which I would not do Rockfest I would do Sugarloaf I would race a marathon and then I'd go out and run Detroit with you theoretically two weeks later <laughs> so so that was the decision that I came to I'm okay with them rescheduling it. The second reason why I didn't want them to is because I didn't know how I would feel about my training. Would I still continue training for a marathon that I'm not going to run? Would I do a virtual marathon? I don't know. So that piece I haven't really decided yet, but if they do cancel it, what I think I could do is back off on my training, still hit my mileage goals, still run, repeats at half marathon pace if I want to still go out for marathon pace runs if I have if I want to but the caveat is if I want to you know I could just run it as easy or not easy as I want to 
<laughs> you know, I kind of like marathon training by the seat of my pants. <laughs> you know, in the past, like the past three marathons I've done, two or three marathons I've done have all been like, I'm going to do whatever I want this week, but following a rough guideline. Um, and I like training that way. I also like training this way, kind of, <laughs> in that I can see the effects, like the progress that I'm getting, but it is hard to like go out and like stick to a specific workout on a day when you're just not feeling it. So having more flexibility in my plan is very appealing to me. And maybe I'd end up just following the plan anyway, because I'm kind of like already in the mode of this is my plan. But anyway, these are the thoughts that have been going through my head about training. Has not yet been rescheduled, so I'm not going to change anything unless it does. And then I'll cross that bridge when I get there. So that's where I'm at. Doing awesome. I am haven't been swimming because not only the pool is closed, but also like the water in the pool is too cold right now because they turned the heat off. <laughs> so if I wanted to, I could go to the pool to swim, but the water's too cold anyway, so I'm not swimming. Um, I did do a little bit of biking yesterday. I was so pumped up from an awesome day that I was having in general. And I was like, I got home and um, I was just like, I'm so pumped up. I'm going to hop on Diane's spin bike. So I did a half an hour on the spin bike and that was good. And that's it. Run streak's going good. Today will be day 124. And I am surviving and yet feeling stronger. And I'm happy. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So that was my training. Megan, how has your training been going? Uh, well, I got five runs in last week. So Sweet. that is all my runs I was supposed to get in. Nice. So it's really good. That's the first time in a while, except for last week, because I got all those runs too last week. Mm -hmm. But we were in the middle of the week last week. So um, yeah, I did a mile on Wednesday, faster than I was supposed to, but I've been going faster on my shorter runs. I saw that. It's a little bit easier and it's cold still. So it's like trying to <laughs> yes yeah and then by the time I get warmed up it's over and I'm like okay fine then <laughs> that is this will work so I did that we've had a lot of gray days here in the last week I'm like looking through my Garmin because it gives me the weather and I'm like oh yep that was a cloudy run <laughs> it was warmer but it was cloudy um so that was Wednesday and then Thursday I ran about a mile and a half and I did this one deliberately slower. I was trying to slow down. And so it averaged about 11.15 pace. Felt fine. I'm having a lot of calf tightness, like usual for me. Mm -hmm. So I've been using this stick to stretch it out. Nice. And make sure it's not messing anything up. Yeah, it's. I'm in that weird spring running phase where I can't figure out what to wear and Michigan makes it harder because it's so windy. So the weather will tell me one thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can dress for that. And then it's 20 degrees colder because the wind is blowing. And I'm like, oh, I was not prepared for this. So a lot of my runs have been cold. But it'll just warm up and then it won't be a problem anymore. Mm 
That's why I like summer running so much because I don't have to think about what to wear. Because <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much don't wear much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, what is the least amount of coverage I can get away with and yes. still run in the neighborhood? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did a mile and a half on Thursday and that felt good. And then Friday, I did another faster run. Um, this one accidentally ended up being faster. I didn't plan it. I ended up going uphill for a good portion of it because I went a new way around my block. I was like, okay, I'll go down here and then I can just add the block this way. And um, so it was okay. I averaged 1030, another cloudy day. That's been the theme of Michigan lately. Hmm. So, and then Saturday was my birthday run. Woohoo! Happy birthday. Thanks. I turned 30, so my goal was to get three miles for 30, and I did that. I averaged low 11s. It was kind of drizzly and humid. It's like I got water dripped on me a couple times from the sky, but I way overdressed for this run. All the other ones I've been freezing, so of course I dressed warmer for this one, and I spent the whole run sweating. <laughs> I was like, I'm dying because I had put like a long sleeve shirt on and then like a jacket and then my rain jacket on top of it because I was worried about getting poured on because it wasn't actively raining, but I didn't know what it would do in the course of the run. So I just sweated the whole time. And I was like, this is fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's only three miles. <laughs> I'll just come back a mess. So that's what I did. But it was good. It felt good. That's probably some of the longest I've run in a month or so. So it was good to just get out there and maintain a pace. The 11 minutes felt pretty easy once I got into it. My first mile, I felt terrible. I was like, how am I going to maintain low 11s? I'm dying. Can I just walk? And I did walk a little bit of the third mile, but I think that's just because I was so warm. I couldn't like get a good groove going. I was like, this is fine. But yeah, it was good. And then I've had a rest day the past two days, which I needed. My calves were desperately tight. And so I've been able to take a break and roll them out. And then um, today I will run about a mile and a half again. And then tomorrow is about five miles. Nice. Ish. Yeah. So it'll feel good to get that run in. And then I will do about a mile on Thursday. Friday will be a rest day. Saturday is my two-mile assessment run again because it did not count the one I did last week. Why? Because I was not supposed to run it. Like, my plan hadn't updated on my watch. So when I ran it from my watch, it didn't, like, factor into the plan. Hmm. Because I wasn't supposed to be doing it on that day, so it didn't count it as... That's dumb. You still did it. <laughs> I know. That was... I was like, what? But... It'll be okay. So that'll be another like five miles on Thursday ish. And then two and a half miles on Sunday. So I'll get about 15 miles this week. Nice. And all of them are easy runs except for the two mile assessment. So 
as long and I won't be running them at 1030 as much because a lot of them will be longer now. Right. So I'm going to maintain my low 11s, nice. which feels good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it really is kind of an easy pace that's comfortable to run at for longer. So I'm feeling pretty good about 29 weeks out from Detroit, I think is what it tells me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's so weird to think about, so but I'm long. like, they'll go by fast. Yeah. I just hope we can actually run Detroit, too. I'm sure we will. It'll be good. If not, I'm running a marathon. I'll find a course. There's actually a 26-mile course in Grand Rapids, because the same day as Detroit, there's a marathon in Grand Rapids. Nice. Yeah, but running the Grand Rapids Marathon would have been like running Cannonball, which I did as my first marathon. Oh. There's similar, like it's not as big as Detroit. Right. So like the crowd support is going to be non-existent mm -hmm. and it's just going to be not the experience I want for my second marathon. I feel like it makes such a difference having that support there. Like those bigger races, man, that's so nice to have that. I know since you. since running Flying Pig twice now, the difference between a race like Flying Pig and yeah. some of the smaller races I've done, it's incomparable. Yeah. Like I just can't the feeling and really the community too, because it's not as much like support, but I feel much more connected to the running community in a bigger race than when there's like three people running the marathon. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. And then I'm just going to keep running. Do we have any sun projected for this week? <laughs> I don't think so. Aww. It will be 65 on Friday, though, but wow. still gray. Yeah. Well, that'll probably be nice to run when it's 65, but not have the sun beating on you because it makes it feel a lot warmer. Yes. Yeah. So all day it's going to be gray. So when I go do my oh friday's my off day of course so uh, but we've got like 59 on saturday with rain of course um, <laughs> maybe switch your friday and your saturday workouts can you do that maybe i could but it's okay i actually haven't minded running in the rain because it's cooler mm -hmm. and because i'm just running in my neighborhood i'm not worried about slipping and i'll go to the track and do my two mile assessment because I found when I run on the streets, it does not go as well mm -hmm. because of hills. Right. So it's, it's definitely easier to be consistent on a track. Yes. Yeah, so and that's one of those things I noticed and not having to dodge as many people, hopefully. Yeah. Or puddles or snow banks. Yes. I was going to get up before the podcast and run today. And then I saw that it was going to be about 15 degrees warmer after work and mm -hmm. I was like that's when I'm gonna go run instead yeah, same <laughs> because, yeah it was gonna be about like you it's like 38 and cloudy mm -hmm. 34 I was like no I'm kind of good on that yeah. right now this is not fun yeah it's 35 and overcast so it feels so, like 29 <laughs> I really like that our environments are so similar now <laughs> like it's yeah. totally like relatable like it's hard when 
I'm freezing in Maine and you're down in Florida or like running in 70 degrees. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, well, North Carolina, it was 87 this weekend. So I'm glad I'm not there <laughs> yep. because it's already unbearably hot. hot. Yeah. Yep. My North Carolina friends did Saturday runs where it was the dew point matched the temperature. So it was, you know, one of those miserable warm, it was in mid sixties mm-hmm. and the dew point was mid sixties. So they were just all sweating and couldn't, it didn't evaporate because oh. the dew point matched the temperature. So they're just, it's one of those unbearable runs. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. It was 40 and cold here. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yes. I keep telling myself that. I'm like... Um, it's funny how your perception of weather changes when you become a runner. It's like, oh, maybe I don't want it to be summer yet. <laughs> yes. So I thought um, that's been my mantra, too, during all these cold runs. I'm like, just think about how much you'll enjoy this when it's 80 in July, and it's really warm, you'll be thinking about these 40 degree runs. So just think about summer running right now. Mm-hmm. You'll appreciate it then. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been doing and I've just been getting out there because it will be 80 and I'll be complaining about it being too hot. Mm-hmm. And so that's I can't when your just... marathon training will really be ramping up too. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's the only thing, but I wouldn't have wanted a spring marathon. So... Mm-hmm. I just get to run through the winter. Luckily, my longest two months, like my peak, which should be August and like September, because that'll be like four weeks out, mm-hmm. will be cooler because it cools down by September here. It was already like highs in the 50s by September last year. Wow. So, yeah, we dropped from like, I don't know, 80s in August to just all of a sudden 50 for the rest of September and it never got warm again. And I was like, okay. Our um, September's are pretty like moderate, I would say. So like for us, the, the heat comes, starts like July, really. Like June is just starting to get warm, like, you know, like 60s, whatnot, 70s. But July and August is when it gets really hot. And then September's just kind of like, it's still kind of summer. Like it's usually in the seventies and sixties. So, but you know, there's like cool days here and there. So you can't really rely on comfortable running weather again until October in New England. Yeah. Uh, And then it's just winter for five months. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, we are just, just finishing up with that winter. It's, I, I feel like it's over. It's over here. And we just got snow like last week, right? (laughs) So sure. It's completely over. No more snow come April. Um, Yeah, it's over. Great job on your training this week, Megan. You were doing awesome, getting out there, being consistent. Your easy paces are fast. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, they're, you know, very similar to my easy paces, but like I run, I intentionally run my easy runs more slowly because it's like I get to recover from the harder runs. Um, yeah, mine might adjust when I actually have hard runs yeah. to do. But I'm running, I ran 10 miles last week and I'll run 15 this week. 
So there's not as many hard runs in there for me me to need to recover from. Exactly. Yeah. But I think you're doing awesome. And I'm so excited for you to be running consistently and having that wonderful (laughs) spring weather. I'm sure you'll get some sunshine at some point, right? I'm crossing my fingers. I also hope I get sunshine at a point where I'm running. Because mm-hmm. lately it's been, I get sunshine during work. And then after work, when it's time to run, it is gray again. Mm. <laughs> but it's okay. You'll get some. Yeah. All right. Awesome job. Up next, we have Runner Girl Recommends. So, Megan, what is your recommend this week? So I know Sue shared a sports bra a while ago and I have been on the look for a new one and I've been researching because my current ones are both between five and like seven years old and the hooks are kind of destroyed and like the mesh has holes in it. They just, I just need new sports bras, especially with marathon training coming up. And so I picked up from Amazon, the panache underwired sports bra, because I do have larger boobs and I have an issue with a lot of them providing enough support. Mm -hmm. And this one is your bra size. So you do it based off what your regular bra size is. I would suggest going up in the band because it is really tight. I had to go up one size for that. But yeah, I will officially wear it on my first run today. So here's a question. If you bought it on off of Amazon, how did you know um, to go up in the band Because size? I researched online uh, before I did it. I see. Read it. Had it wasn't like, like you tried it posts. on and was like, this is really tight. I need to go up a size. No. It's um, suggested that you go up because they make it really firm. And I listened and it was right. because even this one is tight um, but it won't move much tight so I wore it it came Sunday I wore it for an hour or two on Sunday just to get used to it and so yeah it's comfortable the straps are padded so it doesn't feel like it's stabbing me in the chest um or the shoulders so this this is a sports bra that has underwire in it Yes. And you wanted that for support? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Does it feel weird to wear a bra with underwire in it when you're running? Like, is No, because it's just as tight as what my other sports bras are. Mm-hmm. Now it just has more shape in the bottom. And it's really padded underwire. Like, it's very thick around the underwire. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like when I wear my bra that kind of... You can definitely feel the underwire against your skin. There's more padding there. Do you feel like it's breathable? Yes. It was comfortable. I will message you after my run this afternoon Mm. or tonight and let you know how it goes. Or actually, I'll just update next week. Yeah. After a whole week's worth of runs in it. Um, A lot of people on Reddit swear by it as the sports bra for larger boobs. Like it's the only other one I could find. Besides the one that I'm currently using was also the option people recommended, the one I have, and this one. And the one I have is what gives me the chafing between my chest. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to avoid that for summer running. 
because I still have scars there and I don't want to repeat it. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to have an alternative option. So speaking of bra updates, I'll give an update on my new sports bra, the zip front, the Brooks fast Mm -hmm. forward front zip, um, because I have worn it on longer runs now. I've worn it on a 15 miler and my run for the border, which was also 15. Um, No chafing. Um, Yay. And this one, this bra that I bought is actually two sizes larger than what I normally would. So I normally wear small. This is a large which the only reason I bought the large is because that's all they had <laughs> in the store. And I tried it on and it fit me okay. So I'm like, I feel fine in this. Um, and I, and even with having a bra that's a large and I'm a, I got a very narrow chest. Like I'm not, I'm not large around, um, probably like 20, 28 inches under bust. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like my band size would be like 28. Still, even with having like a larger bra, there's absolutely no chafing at all from the band or from the zipper because it does have a panel. Um, so where it zips, there's like a flap of fabric that covers where the zipper would touch the skin. So because it has that you know pe- fabric panel there, there's absolutely no rubbing, no contact between the zipper and the skin. So, um, so I just wanted to give that update that um, I haven't had any chafing. Whereas my other front zip bra, I do get a little tiny bit of chafing with. So, so yeah, bra updates. <laughs> <laughs> and looking at this panache bra, they have so many different color and pattern options. Super fun. I love the floral print, the pink with the floral. That's my yes. favorite. <laughs> That's what I wanted, but it was a lot more expensive oh. than uh, just in my size. That one was one of the more expensive prints. So I'll probably wait until next season because it must be like a this season color. Um, um, I got like a peacocky looking one. Oh yeah, that it's one's like, seventy dollars in my size. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was only fifty nine in my size, so it looks like it's just based on how much stock they have, mm-hmm. I guess, in different sizes and what people are ordering. So they'll discount some to get rid of the stock in this size. I don't know, but I didn't pay seventy dollars because I wanted the pink one and it was seventy. Yeah, that's the one that was seventy <laughs> for me the the pink floral one yeah so that must be this year's would be my guess oh they got a galaxy print i like that one too yes yes i was liking a lot of them so if it works out i may end up getting more so i don't have to like wash my bra all the time Mm -hmm. oh i'll have to find this there is supposedly a clip where it will go to racer back as well like you can hook stuff together oh cool yeah, I'll have to see. Awesome. Oh, great recommend. My recommend, all right, I'm going to really try not to go too long on this because <laughs> I could talk about it all day. All right, so a little bit of backstory. Most of this everybody already knows, but two months ago, Jeff and I separated and I moved out and had a part-time job at the pool and with a little bit of personal training on the side, um, didn't really know how I was going to A, support myself, and B, like, just 
make it on my own because I've already I've always had this like I guess mental attitude that I need to be in a relationship to get by like I can't do it on my own you know what I mean so since I moved out and well before I've been really getting into studying you know law of attraction law of assumption just changing how my beliefs work and a lot of the work that I've been doing on myself is that changing my thoughts so that I am I feel and I believe that I am completely self-sufficient completely independent that I don't need to be in a relationship that I can support myself that I can make it on my own so these are all the thoughts that I've been working on like affirming in my subconscious mind basically giving myself the idea that everything works out in the end so my recommend this week is a technique it's called living in the end so I've talked before about how you know you need to be aware of your thoughts and change your thoughts in order to change your beliefs and change your reality Um, living in the end simply means that you imagine that you're already the person that you want to be and you live that way so I'm living the reality now that I am completely self-sufficient that I can make it on my own I didn't know how I was going to get money, but living in the end, you don't worry about the how. You just accept that you have everything that you need, that you're already there, so I didn't need to worry about money anymore. (laughs) I basically told myself, I have unlimited resources. It's going to be okay. So here's what's happened to me. I did talk about how um, I had two jobs, that I applied for two jobs. So the first one I manifested was a job at a restaurant and that one like when I say I manifested it when I decided I wanted to work there they weren't hiring I decided I wanted to work there decided that because I already have everything that I need it wasn't like imperative that I work there so like I dropped this whole like I definitely need to do this but I just felt like it was going to happen And so that place, that restaurant, posted an ad on Facebook, like, I don't know, days later. Um, I saw the ad. I got hired, like, the next day. And in the meantime, I had already also applied to this coffee shop, which I told you I also got hired at. Before I got hired at the coffee shop, I got hired at the restaurant. The day that I was supposed to start working at the restaurant... I just had this feeling of, I don't want to work there. I want to work at the coffee shop. When I applied at the coffee shop, they weren't hiring. So even though I hadn't yet gotten the job at the coffee shop, I knew that I was going to work there and not at the restaurant. So I ended up, and and the day, I swear, all of this happened like right when the world was about to fall apart. (laughs) So... I go to the restaurant and I tell them, I can't do this. I can't work here. And I was, I felt, even though I felt conflicted, like I manifested this job, I knew it wasn't right, but I didn't really know why. I couldn't put my finger on it. However, days later, I get a call from the coffee shop. I go in the next day, I get hired on the spot and I'm like, great. I got the job that I actually want. I'm going to take this one, right? And then the world falls apart. 
I, I go through with a background check and the manager who hired me tells me it's going to take seven to 10 days. Um, at the time they were still open, but not for seating. So people could come in and buy coffee, but they had to leave. Um, so I was like, all right, well, they're still open. That's great. Um, just waiting on the background check. 10 days later, I'm still manifesting. I'm not going to worry about money. It doesn't matter that I only have two guaranteed paychecks coming from the pool. I'm not going to worry about it. Everything's going to work out great. All right. 10 days later, I finally hear back from the coffee shop. And my boss tells me that they are closed. <laughs> they can't train me. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, if you still want the job, we would still love to have you when we reopen. And I'm like, great, I will take it. I want this job. Not worrying at all about the money. <laughs> so I go there yesterday and here's what happens. He tells me that because I was hired before they closed, I am officially considered an employee and they are paying all of their employees while they are closed for like Holy the cow. national average of hours worked. I'm going to get paid probably for around 20 hours of work every week through this company that I have not worked a single hour for. And it's going to be directly deposited into my account. And in addition to that, my boss from the pool, which is still closed, texted me to tell me that I'm going to continue to be paid until at least through the end of June. So. Right now, I am getting paid <laughs> to not work for two jobs for 50 hours of work a week. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay. But wait, it gets better. So, okay. In addition to finding out that they were going to pay me for this job that I still haven't started at, um, I'm getting like a million benefits. So like part-time employees that work at least 20 hours a week get full medical, dental, vision coverage, life insurance, disability, all that. Um, in addition to that, full tuition through an online accredited university up to like a bachelor's degree could be any one of like 60 different majors. It doesn't have to be relevant to the coffee shop at all. In addition to that, um, free Spotify premium, free Headspace premium, free Lyra access, which is mental health. Um, yeah. Yeah. And matching um, charitable contributions. So any fundraising I do, they will match. So like okay. that Cycle for Life ride that I'm raising money uh -huh. for, for July, they'll, they're going to match me on that. And up to... $300 in race registration reimbursement every year. What? <laughs> I don't find places like this. They don't even exist in real life. I feel like this is It's actually you a know. major it's a major well-known coffee chain. <laughs> okay. So, if you use your head, you could probably figure out what it is. It's, it turns out to be a really awesome company to work for. That and makes that, sense. And stock options, too. Yes, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That. So, I'm excited and I get all this already. Like well, I think the the health benefits kick in after like ninety days. So that's so cool, though. <laughs> yes, I'm like this. Okay. I just manifested all this free crap <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> just by believing that I have unlimited resources, and now it's like, wow, I actually do. Like, I have unlimited free school that we're gonna pay for my races. <laughs> 
they're just gonna give me money okay so um so that's where i'm at right now doing pretty awesome so just going back to my recommend living in the end feeling as if you already have everything that you want to have and like telling yourself that you do whether you see it or not like whatever you create in your head if you believe it you believe it you commit to it 100 percent. it's going to happen it's the coolest thing ever like people should know this like people you should know this you don't have to be miserable at all like you you can create whatever life you want to live for yourself and um it's just a matter of being aware of your thoughts recognizing when you have doubts and changing those thoughts to more positive ones i don't know i can't even begin to explain how happy i am with the decisions that i made and like going back to that when I had that restaurant job, which by the way, they emailed me and said, I can still have it if I want it when the quarantining is over. Um, Going back to that and my decision that day to not take that job, I really couldn't figure out why. But if I hadn't have rejected that job and kept that job, that restaurant closed. They are, and they're, I'm pretty sure they're not paying their workers because they're not making any money. And so if I had taken that job, and not pursued the coffee house job, I would be in a completely different situation right now. And, and I, and I, the only way I can justify it was it was my intuition guiding me. And like, that's, that's the thing that I'm trying to get better at is listening to my intuition because sometimes it doesn't make sense. So anyway, that's living in the end. And I encourage everybody to just um, pay attention to your thoughts and to Work on um, switching those thoughts around if they are not currently benefiting you. All right. So that is my recommend this week. Up next, we have Run a Girl of the Week. So this week's Run a Girl of the Week from Strava is Kelly Slank. And she shared a run that she had on Monday. She said it was cold windy and sprinkly but her legs felt really solid with a bunch of like really cold looking emojis (laughs) and a runner girl so i just thought that's great she did three and a half miles and sounds like it was tough and that it was cold and windy and sprinkly but she got it done and she felt solid and i just think that's awesome so great job getting out there kelly getting it done and making a tough run into a good run. Yay, Kelly. She's local to me in Grand Rapids. So every time she posts wrong something, I'm like, yeah, that's what it was happening like here. <laughs> so good job on getting out there yesterday. I w- had to go to Meyer and go grocery shopping and I walked out the door and I was like, this is really cold. I'm glad I'm not running today. Mm-hmm. And I went to Meyer and came home and got underneath blankets. So good job. Yeah. Awesome. And if you would like to be a runner girl or guy of the week, don't forget to join the runner girls club on Strava so that we can find your runs. And up next we have feedback. So the first one is actually a post from our, on our Facebook page from It should have been in last week's show, but I completely forgot about it. So apologies to Jen. But Megan, do you want to read Jen's, if you can, read her uh, post there? Yeah. Yeah, Jen posted to our Facebook page and she told us, 
As park run has been canceled at the moment and I live opposite a beautiful big hill, I asked my hubby to show me some trails that he runs near our home. Had an amazing run together this morning, very muddy and steep, but a lot of fun. The sun was shining and we were running together and the world didn't seem so scary this morning. Aww. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. And those trails do look super muddy and fun. <laughs> it does look fun. And I like totally get the appeal of running on trails right now where you're like, it's like you're completely cut off from all other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just out in the middle of the woods running on dirt. It's very appealing. So awesome run, Jen. And we got a few more comments on our Runner Girls Strava Club about what people are doing with their races being canceled. So we'll want to share a few more of those. Elizabeth Huerta commented that her half was canceled with a virtual option now, so that's what she's going to be doing. Hannah McDougall said, I started a run streak since we were allowed out once a day for exercise in the UK. I'm making the most of it and building a super strong base for marathon training now that the London Marathon is postponed until April. I think that should be August or September. Is it? The London Marathon. Yeah. I only know that because I have a friend. October 4th. Yeah. Oh. Unless she's running a different one. Yeah, maybe she just accidentally wrote the wrong month. Yes, but either way, good job. Yeah, I like the idea of starting a run streak right now. Since, like, if you can literally only go out once a day for exercise, like, why not every day just go out and run? I think that's a good idea. Um, last comment is from Joe Love, and she says, My half and a 10K were canceled. So still running, but going to switch focus to overall fitness through the summer, then aim for another half in the fall. So totally relate to that. If your goal races are canceled, just running for fun and getting out and running because you can instead of because you have to, that's very appealing to me right now. <laughs> yes. And that might be the approach that I take with my um, marathon training if my marathon gets rescheduled. All right. So thanks for sharing your feedback, everybody. Always love to hear what people are doing right now. I mean, it's a really interesting time as a runner because, you know, it is it is training season. You know, like it's, it's spring. Winter's over. Summer's not here yet. Now's the time to run. And yet all the races are being canceled. So what do you do? It's interesting to hear how everybody is uh, dealing with that. I know some people like um, Becky, Becky Clayton is just mm -hmm. doing all her running indoors on a treadmill, which I think is typically how she runs anyway. I, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> but, but everybody has their own approach to running during the quarantine. You know, it's certainly safer to run that way. That's for sure. So yeah. I, I'm definitely interested in hearing how everybody else is approaching their running right now. But I think that wraps things up for this week, unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about, Megan. No. All right. So what are you going to do this week? Get outside and run. Yes. Me too. High five. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. 
If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.